Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. I actually believe the Broncos would make it through one offseason without firing a coach, Perna. I also thought the Ravens were the best team in the NFL, so what the hell do I know? John Elway fired offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello Sunday at the exact moment the Chiefs were losing by 24 points. Props to Elway for knowing that that was the exact moment Broncos fans would be most receptive to a bizarre firing. Former Giants head coach Pat Shermer appears to be the guy the Broncos really wanted, so we'll discuss his hiring and the Skangy firing and what the Broncos may or may not do in free agency. Skin? Broncos? This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untucket shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untucket style online or check out one of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. And their website is so easy, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a small, relaxed style of your own, Untuckit is the way to go. Visit Untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's Untuckit.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Now before I talk Skangarello, let me mention... Broncos country's favorite defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, just kidding, Wade Phillips, is being considered by the Browns' new head coach, Kevin Stefanski, for their defensive coordinator job. Like Sean McVay before him, that would be the best thing for a young head coach to do. Bring in Wade Phillips, his lovability, and all of his experience. And with a lot of talent on defense, watch him shine. Also, Kevin Stefanski is what I think I look like after exactly four whiskeys. Kevin Stefanski is what I would look like if I were groomed at Hot Boys University with all the other hot boys of the world. Now, the Broncos, they did fire offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello. Uh, My personal opinion is that, just like my birth, this was premature. Scangarello was not perfect, but he was a first-year coordinator who was pretty green and was also tasked with navigating three different starting quarterbacks in a single season and showed improvement when Locke entered the lineup. I was actually optimistic that he was going to have a strong sophomore year knowing he had Drew Locke. A great core of young skill players and whatever diamonds Elway would amass via free agency and the draft to add to that arsenal. But you can't spell arsenal without arson, which is what Elway did to his coaching staff once again. And not the fun kind of arson like when Lisa Lepti Lopez burnt down Andre Risen's house. To be fair though, this was apparently Vic Fangio's call. Vic is 61, Rich is 47, 
That's the difference of growing up with MASH, the Jeffersons, and the Brady Bunch versus Cheers, the Golden Girls, and the Cosby Show. Well, before we were aware Bill was committing crimes that the A-Team would have killed him for had they known what was going on. Vic and Rich simply spoke different languages. After firing Rich Scangarello, it became apparent that they will hire former Giants head coach Pat Shermer to mixed reviews. And while he hasn't been officially hired yet, it was reported that he would be by the big guns Shefty and Rappaport. So it's a done deal. Now Shermer is 54 years old, so he can bridge the television gap much more easily than Scangarello. Some people believe Shermer is a great offensive coordinator, based on almost no evidence to truly support that. He had a decent year with Case Keenum and the Vikings, uh, and a few good years with the Eagles when Chip Kelly was the head coach, and also Chip Kelly was calling all of the offensive plays. Now, thanks to Joseph Mahoney for posting this chart with the averages for Shermer's offenses through his coaching career. His average rank of total offense, 16. Average rushing offense, 13. Or 15. Sometimes numbers are tricky. Average passing offense, 15 and 18 in yards and touchdowns. So let's be honest. Let's be very honest about coaching in the NFL. An offensive coordinator is typically at the mercy of the talent he has to work with. And for the immediate future, the Broncos may have plenty of talent on offense, which is why Schumer might do wonders. But there's a big con with Pat. He is not a big fan of using fullbacks. But maybe, since Jano isn't going anywhere in 2020, he'll just get to have more carries as a regular running back. But if he wastes the talents of Jano, I swear to God, if he misuses Andy Janovich, if he doesn't give Jano the attention he deserves, I will personally fire Pat Shermer. Fire your ass, Pat. There's 22 goddamn Janos and you better fucking know that. 22 Janos! It's 22 Janos! Sorry, I would protect Jano like he was my own son. I asked him if he wanted a ring and if he knew that he was going to be the girl in the relationship. And so, but I don't, uh, he's just a... Now the positive things for Shermer are as follows. His first name is Pat, and the Broncos are best when a Pat is in the building. He's got experience and will return to coordinating after a head coaching stint. When guys return from jobs that are difficult and just in general suck to coordinate again, they tend to do well. That is based on about as much evidence as saying Shermer is an excellent offensive coordinator, but it sounds very nice. But the real nugget reported by Benjamin Albright is that Drew Locke was Pat Shermer's favorite quarterback in the draft last year. But Giants GM Dave Gettleman wanted Danny Nickelknuckles. The Broncos were also allegedly Shermer's top choice because Drew Kids on the Lock is his favorite supergroup. Always nice to have the guy who wants to be here, here. If you look at the quarterbacks Shermer has worked with in Sam Bradford, Nick Foles, Case Keenum, Old Eli, and rookie Danny Bitcoin, Drew Locke has the potential to be the best player he's ever had running his offense. Plus, this shows John Elway is continuing to grow and learn as an NFL GM. He made the mistake of signing Case Keenum, and now he knows he should have hired the guy who got the best out of Case Keenum. 
The one thing Shermer has that Scangarella didn't is a lot of NFL experience. He's had stints as offensive coordinator and head coach, which is great for a coordinator, and I think Vic Fangio really wanted a guy he could trust on Sundays. Like the kind of coach Vic has to say nothing to. I literally think Fangio wants to have nothing to do with the Broncos offense. He just can coach the defense on Sundays. Shermer can easily manage uh, the game from the offensive side of the ball. Now let's look briefly ahead to free agency. Denver's big unrestricted free agents include Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris, Chris Harris, Will Parks, Derek Wolf, Adam Gotsis, Theo Riddick, remember him, Devontae Booker, and Connor McGovern. Now Booker is probably gone. Chris Harris is probably gone. Maybe they keep Theo Riddick. They paid him good money to not play this year. And Will Parks would be a great signing if they can keep him at the right price. Parks is versatile, played the last few games with a broken hand when the team had nothing to gain. So you know he really wants to be on the field and everyone just fucking loves Will Parks. So bring him back. It's obviously the number one priority though for Denver to keep safety Justin Simmons. But beyond that, I think I would keep Shelby Harris coming off a career year and Connor McGovern because he's not a problem on the offensive line and that alone is good enough to keep him around for the Broncos offensive line. Eddie Jackson, the elite safety in Chicago, just got a four-year, $58 million contract from the Bears. Simmons had a much better year than Jackson in almost every statistical category and, in his, and is in his prime. Four years, $58 million is less than what Simmons will command, but he's got four great years left at least and he's worth every single penny. If you compare Justin Simmons to other first-team All-Pro safeties, he was better than both Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams. Here are their stats. You can see them with your eyes. He had four picks, just allowed one TD, eight missed tackles, 15 passes defended, and 93 total tackles. Fitzpatrick, five picks, but he gave up a whopping four touchdowns, probably all in Miami. One more missed tackle with nine and fewer passes defended and fewer tackles. Jamal Adams, just one pick, but he plays up at the line a lot. Two touchdowns allowed, four missed tackles, seven passes defended. And the point of showing those stats isn't to say like one guy is much better than the other. All three of those guys are incredible safeties. And with as much as teams like, I don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs throw the ball, you want Simmons in the secondary. Simmons will be back in Denver if John Elway doesn't try and get cheap with his offer. I am a bit nervous that Simmons hasn't signed an extension yet, but free agency is two months away, so I'll give, I will give Elway some time. Derek Wolf would also be nice to keep around, especially if he's serious about taking another hometown discount. Of course, it depends on if they do add someone on the defensive line. If they get someone like, say, Chris Jones, then I think Wolf will walk. But if not, he's clearly shown that he can still play at a very high level. My fearless writer, Will Keyes, informed me that Woody Page said the Broncos would pursue Chris Jones in free agency. And when I went to find the tweet, I learned Woody Page has blocked me on Twitter. Woody had me on his fucking Denver Post show and I've never talked shit about him on Twitter, so I have no clue why he did this, but I learned he's blocked a lot of people on Twitter. He is the Broncos version of Ben Roethlisberger. Well, for, for blocking people on Twitter, I, I really hope that's the only thing he has in common with Ben. Chris Jones, though, will cost a pretty penny. But if you could put him on the same line with, say, Shelby Harris, the defense could be... 
It could be the best the NFL has ever seen. Jones plays in Kansas City, so signing him is the classic move that would simultaneously help the Broncos and hurt the Chiefs, much like Neil Smith, and much like when the Chiefs chose Elvis Gerback over Rich Gannon. But here's an equally interesting option for the Broncos on the defensive line. Don't overpay for Chris Jones, re-sign Shelby Harris, and then sign Texans free agent defensive tackle DJ Reader. He's 25 years old, is a massive run-stopping beast at 327 pounds, and the Texans still don't, nor do they intend to have a general manager. Only an idiot couldn't steal him away from Bill O'Brien. And I don't think any of us want to see Elway overspend on another offensive lineman in free agency, but if there's any chance they can sign the Titans tackle Jack Conklin or the Potatoes guard Brandon Scherf, I think you have to do that. Austin Eckler in Los Angeles should be a free agent. He played college ball at Western State in Colorado, and I couldn't think of anything more dangerous in the Broncos' backfield than having two Mr. Colorados back there, specifically because Eckler is a machine at catching passes out of the backfield. And finally, maybe considered Tennessee's corner Logan Ryan. Ryan will be 29 at the start of next season and is coming off of a five-pick regular season and, of course, the pick six to vanquish the Patriots. The Broncos hinted they would target a corner in free agency, which we all assumed after we learned that Chris Harris Jr. was offered a three-year, $36 million extension by the team before the trade deadline, which he declined. I think there's about a 1% chance Strap Harris is back in Denver next season. And I based those numbers off of my stomach calculator, gut feeling. Now, I think in terms of addressing any defensive needs through free agency, we have to trust Fangio's eye for good players. Bryce Callahan's injury makes him an ongoing question mark, but Kareem Jackson was an absolute slam dunk. So whoever he wants, Elway, get it for him. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. Make sure you follow me there so I can get more followers than Woody Page and then I can block Woody. I, need, I want a million Twitters so I can block Woody Page. I don't even know how many Twitter followers he has because I can't see his profile. Why, Woody, why? This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.